Asian podcasting scene. Hello, hello, Norman here, and welcome to Pot Lovers Asia, the show where we talk about anything and everything related to the Asian podcasting scene. And in this episode, it will be a quick one. I want to take a look back at season two, all the episodes that have been out until now, and do sort of an off-the-cuff review as to how things have been going. Overall, I'm quite satisfied with how this season went uh, compared with the first one because we've had such a huge variety of guests and experiences from many different countries providing their own input from all around the world. We went quite global with this season, actually taking a trip to the Philippines to talk to Ronster Beitiong and Dave Visaya on their own independent businesses, you know, building things like Podcast Network Asia or building up an independent podcasting business like Podcast Engineers. How are they helping other budding podcasters there? Moving on to Singapore, we have Alan Soon from Splice Media covering the latest in media startups, Danny Cordy building up Fable Productions, becoming an independent podcast producer, and, you know, just doing more powerful, impactful shows, and Nathaniel Fatavero from Tech in Asia covering anything and everything related to tech in Asia from the publication Tech in Asia, their amazing content marketing strategy, and much more. We then went to India to talk with Naga Subramanya of the Passion People podcast, as well as one of the founders of the O2Pod Collective, building up members who are listeners, avid listeners of podcasts across Bangalore, as well as Nikesh Murali, who is the host and creator of the critically acclaimed Indian noir podcast, focusing on fiction, focusing on powerful storytelling and using the right techniques to get everyone anticipating for the next episode to come out. We touched on Thailand through Greg Jorgensen of the Bangkok podcast and a little bit and another perspective from Evo Terra, who I will be mentioning quite a number of times because he has touched on multiple sections. And then there's Vietnam with Mike Tatarski, the editor-in-chief of Saigonier and one of the hosts of the Saigonier podcast talking about Vietnam's perspective in podcasting. Next is a trip to Hong Kong to talk with Jared Watt, the executive producer for SCMP, and more on sustainable issues, pangolins, and other things like that, by Marcy Trent Long of Sustainability Asia, and touching on the Asian-American podcasting scene with Andrew Wang of, of Inspired Money, mixing in a blend of finance and entrepreneurship and advice that people can and more on interviewing uh, for budding podcasters, as well as Sheena Yap Chen of the Tao of Self-Confidence on a mission to boost the confidence of Asian women via short and impactful episodes. And finally, touching on the players that are moving the podcasting world in terms of how they view certain perspectives or how they created certain products to contribute to the podcasting scene, not only in Asia, but of course, uh, in general as well, from Rob Walsh, talking about privacy and attribution in podcasting to Evo again, giving us some pontifications on how to build a podcasting market and more on the history of podcasting. Bradley Davis, the CEO of Podchaser, building the IMDb of podcasts, touching on gatekeepers in the industry and much more. Rob and Samin from Wushka with their ability to do much more for the independent podcaster from educators and much more, giving them the tools to start their own shows and Sidwin Ko of Kyrie, connecting the dots between the guest and the listener, getting them to connect with each other, and so on. This season was extremely varied, and I'm very happy about that because 
the Asian podcasting market is a lot more complex than just calling it one market. I'm sure many other experts have agreed on the fact that there are more and more markets of their own specific barriers, their own specific tendencies and nuances that sort of differentiate them from each other, from how China has their own huge market uh, to India's growing multilingual podcast listenership. There were talks about the next million shows to be out will be non-English, which would be fantastic to see. I, I can predict that majority of those next million will be in Asian languages catered to those specific markets. And Asia is a lot more vast than we think. Since we are talking about specific languages that are from here, more and more, these languages have millions of speakers throughout Asia. So to be able to create a show just for them will be interesting, a huge market opportunity to tap on. And I love reporting on this. I love finding out like what shows are in languages that I will never ever understand, or I'm just curious to find out more about, even if I don't understand a single word, but it's nice to know this is happening. So if you are a company interested in tapping into this, you should get to know the right people, get to know the right uh, networks, because they are also willing to find support from other companies who are trying to tap into these non-English markets that are one fragmented, but on their way to become a collective market for anyone to tap into. I love these. It's just so cool. Like we have this you know, there's so many different examples, like South Korean podcasts, we have Japanese podcasts. In India, there are so many different languages. And to be able to do something like that from, say, Awaz, which is the, you know, the India's multilingual podcast company, uh, coming in with many different non-English shows or creating shows for multiple languages, it's, it's just amazing examples like that. So be friends with them, and maybe you can find out more about how to get data for that. And you know, data is a good way to set the baseline for what would be considered Asia's podcast market. I'm really happy about this season specifically because it's just great to know that there is activity and we can hear about it from these conversations with people who are there on the field willing to provide us that information. Uh, and I'm just so grateful to be able to have that recorded and published and released out uh, into the world. Although there are some potential improvements I could have made. I should have tried to reach out to more varied podcasters. It'll be fascinating to see how more and more podcasters are coming up, but I would love to see more, shall we say, data or technical information from one's perspective. So I may alter the kinds of guests that I might be reaching out to, or at least prioritize uh, certain kinds of people. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just on a mission to try to build the podcasting scene, we need to have a lot more clarity on what is happening. We got to take a look at the numbers, the listeners, right? What are people interested in? What what formats do they prefer? What platforms are they most likely to listen on? What are their favorite apps more and more? So here's the plan for uh, Polyverse Asia. I'm going to take a month break and I'm going to focus more on the Potlovers Asia group, which will be the internal, well, I don't want it to be internal, the public community for Asia's podcast lovers. So I'll be changing the name up soon uh, to something more generic, like Asia podcast group or something. Make it much more open and collaborative. That way, it doesn't have to be Potlovers Asia doing all the things. I really do want it to be more universal. Uh, other people chiming in, doing their own providing and contributing to that. That would be fantastic. I want it to be a collaborative effort between all of Asia's great podcasting minds. So 
later on in the week, I will uh, focus on the group and we'll be opening it up for anyone to join in. So anyone who wants to share their knowledge, tips and tricks on growing your show and updates on the space, I'm trying to build the platform for that there. I think I made the mistake of closing it up so that I bear the responsibility of doing that. And that is restricting me from doing more things that I have strengths to, like reaching out to people. But there are those who are much more knowledgeable about this space than me. I would love to just give them the platform to share that. And that would be fantastic. So I might reach out to previous guests to see if it's possible to grow this and that um, and create a base, you know, a couple of groups and all that. On the note of trying to change my angle and the kinds of guests I might be reaching out to, I will be reaching out to one, guests in countries that I haven't covered yet. For example, Japan, uh, South Korea, maybe a little bit more in the Philippines because that's just a rising, a rising market, definitely. Also, one of the most easiest and accessible markets to tap into as an English listener. And Indonesia. We've seen Spotify buying shows from Indonesia. So if they see something interesting, why not us? So I would love to reach out to these amazing Indonesian shows just to see how things are going. Another angle is companies. I would love to reach out to more companies doing powerful things that will help impact the scene within their respective countries. So Audio Boom, Spotify, maybe another take from Rob from Wushka, Art19 as they tap into the South Korean space, and much more. So companies and hosts from different countries, I would love to reach out to them. Let me see if I can do that over time. I'm also entertaining the idea of having different kinds of seasons to focus on different parts of podcasting in general. So for example, a section on podcasting tips and tricks, maybe on starting your own show, and sort of like a podcast roundtable or a podcast council. Uh, I want to reach out to experts from different countries for their take on growing the podcasting scene. So it's not specifically about, oh, this person's history. Like what were they doing before podcasting? How did they build their show? Da, 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 da. And what do they think, right? I think I would want to start reaching out to experts to hear their take on how to grow the scene, like immediately get straight into it. So CEOs or podcasters who have that kind of data or those who see the scene and they already have this you know, huge set of uh, perspectives that they can chime in on. And I want to focus straight on that. So if I could do like a mini series on experts, that would be fantastic. I have a list already of people I want to reach out concerning that. So that would be fantastic to do. So in summary, I'm focusing on the group. I'm going to open it up. I'll be taking a month break from this show just to focus internally. I'll be planning out the content outlines for the next season. And I will be reaching out more to guests on a market level, like a macro level, to get their take. Uh, as well as those who are contributing to the scene in countries that I haven't really covered yet or countries that I think will require more coverage because there is so much happening right there and I am just not getting enough. So I would love to hear their take. So if you have any guests in mind, who would you like me to interview to deconstruct their story or have a conversation with or a discussion with or introduce me to someone uh, so we can be friends, email me at norm at podloversasia.com. So that is norm at podloversasia.com. Dot com. Another thing, I realized that a lot of people have put podlovers, the word podlovers separately, like P-O-D and then lovers is like a different word. So it's like pod space capital L lovers separately. I, my, I feel like I've 
put myself into a corner here because everyone is writing it that way, so I may have to change it. <laughs> but we will see. And for a quick update or summary of what I am planning to do with the brand Pot Lovers Asia, I gave a talk about this at the recent Splice Media's uh, online virtual event called Splice Low Res, where they were talking. They had a section on freelancers taking opportunities to build on what they're doing or work to present on what they're doing at the moment, despite their recent outbreak stuff. And I talked about my plans for Polyverse Asia. I will link the YouTube video before uh, below in the show notes so that you can take a look as as to what my plans are. So just stuff like an academy and then the group and the newsletter and um, virtual summits over time. So I will be doing that. Yeah, focusing on that, focusing on Twitter, which is the most fun I've ever had on the social media network until now. I'll try to work with the garage door open so updates on the groups as well as guides and all that will be uh, posted publicly there. And I'm just really not on Facebook anymore, so it's kind of hard to add more updates that way. So yeah, that's enough about me rambling. Like I said, it's off the cuff. I have a few notes and that's pretty much it. Really, if you reach this the end of this episode, thank you so much. And later on, I will do an episode, a compilation of guests answering the question, what would you like to see more of in the Asian podcasting scene? It will be fantastic to have all of that in one episode. So look forward to that. For now, take care. Stay safe and healthy for the next month. If you want to find me, you can find me in the group. I will, of course, link that in the show notes below or just tweet at me at Normancella or at Podlovers Asia. Podlovers Asia Twitter is probably better because I'll be focusing more on podcast-specific stuff there. My main Twitter is for all kinds of other things, which is not really relevant. Yeah, really, it's been fun doing this uh, season. So uh, thank you to all my guests and my dear listener, my dear friend, you. Thank you so much. And I will see you in the next season. <laughs> this is Norman, and I will talk to you soon. The theme song is Hot Swing by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Covering the Asian podcasting scene.